Hi everyone, it's Florence Brummer. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am an attorney in Phoenix. I've lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, wife, fan of a great deal, love to travel, I love to go to theme parks, and I'm lucky enough to have a great family and lots of wonderful friends and clients. Besides all of this, I'm a lawyer. I have been a lawyer since 1999. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners and anyone in business, really, anyone with any sort of job with time management and lifestyle tips. Please join me on this journey. Today I'm going to talk about life's little pleasures and trying to find grace and contentment in a crazy week. And something that my husband shared with me, which I thought was super hilarious, was something he saw on Facebook. And I was able to track it down on a website uh, called littlethings.com. And it was a, um, like a little article um, that was published in Better Homes and Gardens in the 1950s regarding how to be a good wife. And it had just the cutest little tips you've ever seen. And um, it's funny to think back that, you know, it seems simple in a way, but um, is is kind of hilarious um, just how dated they are. So I'm just going to talk about the first three tips. In the article was um, a good housewife's guide to how wives should treat their husband. And the first three tips included, number one, have dinner ready. Plan ahead even the night before to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you've been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. Number two, most men are hungry when they come home and the prospect of a good meal, especially his favorite dish, is a part of the warm welcome needed. Number three, prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup, put a ribbon in your hair, and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. So this obviously was written, I'm guessing, when a lot of women weren't in the workforce and uh, were more housewives. And I just love the optimism of it and how positive it is about um, treating your man right. Thinking about it um, for today's podcast... Um, you know, obviously, we're not here serving our spouse, we're in a partnership. If you have a significant other, it's more of a partnership. They're not coming home and you're waiting on them hand and foot. But in a way, the um, if you take the tips that are were put out in the 1950s, and apply them to yourself, they could be pretty helpful. Um, You know, like things like plan, plan ahead for your meal. For us today, that's to make sure we're eating healthy and our spouse is eating healthy and our children, if we're, if we have children or if we're taking care of parents, it's not just to make sure that your spouse is being weighted on hand and foot. Uh, I like the idea of trying to look nice um, for your spouse, even in the, 
evening, but I'm telling you, it's not something that works for me every day. It is 7.30 on a Friday night, and I'm already in my nightgown, and when I finish this podcast, I'm probably going to bed. So I'm not sitting with a ribbon in my hair and looking very cute for my spouse, but I do did love the optimism. Optimist. Oh, I can't say it today. I loved how optimistic the article was and um, and kind of just thought, well, I'm going to think about some tips that really are more for um, taking care of yourself. So this week was very crazy for me. And I feel like I'm saying that in every podcast. And my degrees of crazy are just all over the board lately. This week was something else. The last seven days, I could chart it like ups and downs every day. And I'm going to talk about just the last seven days in general. So last Friday, I was completely optimistic about the weekend, looking forward to having some time off. And the thing that happened to me was I had a weekend headache. And I looked this up because I felt like it was something that I was experiencing on a pretty regular basis. It would be not only the weekend, but it might be where, say, I have a four-day trial and I'm just running on adrenaline. And then a time comes where I get to take a break and that day, that start of when the my break begins, whether it's a weekend or another weekday or the start of a vacation, I get a headache. And I found something online that referred to it as something called a Saturday syndrome. And it stated that weekend headaches are one of the most common types of headaches. And it's triggered by a release from stress. So you have all the strain during the during the week. And like I said, you're running on adrenaline, you're going 150 miles an hour. And then when it's time to relax, this throbbing pain hits. So when I have this headache, I just try to try to relax. Um, And I hate it because one of the things I like to do is read, or maybe I want to watch a show And it's just so much less enjoyable when your head is pounding. So to relieve the headache, you know, I'm drinking a lot of water, trying to keep on a regular sleep schedule. I keep my sleep schedule pretty regular all week long. On Saturday, I get up early. I let myself sleep in a little bit later on Sundays, but no later than probably nine o'clock. And um, eat breakfast, and then this time of year, I'm definitely watching out for the heat and humidity. I notice that the headaches seem to increase more as the humidity increase. So it's ruined more weekends of fun times for me with this headache. And my weekend ended up going by so fast because I was recovering from a headache for a big chunk of it. Also during the weekend, this is very weird and not like me, I ended up going to three movies in a row almost. On Saturday, 
I saw the movie The Meg on Sunday. I saw Slender Man, and on Monday I saw Mile 22. I usually talk about my movie reviews and tips for movies um, more towards the end of the podcast, but because I'm talking about my week, I'm just going to throw in like a teeny tiny review on each of those movies. Look up the three movies. So The Meg is, um, I'm going to give the briefest synopsis ever. So The Meg is the movie about a giant killer shark with Jason Statham and lots of other um, really good actors and actresses. Slender Man is a horror movie about this tall skinny guy who lives in the woods and terrorizes teens. And Mile 22 is a Mark Wahlberg action movie and felt like it was trying to be the start of a franchise, actually. So I don't know how everyone would guess how those movies would be rated. I particularly love horror movies. I spend my life looking for a great horror movie. I want to be scared. And Slender Man wasn't the movie. If you were thinking, I would like to see... Um, a night, a great scary movie in August, and I'm gonna go try Slender Man. Skip it. That is definitely a skip. The plot went nowhere. It was the least scary movie I've ever seen in my life. It was so boring. My second favorite movie out of the three was actually Mile 22. Wasn't that good? Um, it had a lot of. It it was crazily filmed. Um, it was directed by Peter Berg, who is a really good director. But the style of filmmaking, I didn't appreciate too much. It was a lot of fast cuts and um, tons of close-ups. Every time that an actor or actress was talking, the camera was just on their face the entire time. And that's fine, but it was just constant. It, there was never any other cuts unless it was an action scene. And then the action scenes felt kind of sped up and erratic. And it was just okay. It had a twist sort of at the end. Um, but the twist wasn't that amazing. I love a movie with a twist. That's my other favorite thing. I'm always trying to find a movie that will um, surprise me. And I think I've said it in other podcasts, my favorite twist movie of all time was Fight Club. And this was nowhere near Fight Club. It was okay. And, and Mark Wahlberg was really good. And the supporting cast was good. But I think it could be a skip as well. Which surprisingly leads to my favorite movie of the bunch, a movie that I wasn't even planning on seeing all summer. I saw previews for it during the summer and I thought, this looks so stupid. A giant shark, um, you know, jumping through the air, clomp, uh, chomping on boats. It was pretty fun. Um, it had a little bit of scare factor to it. Jason Statham, ran with his role and um it it was good if you're like looking for something kind of fun um, and a little scary and actiony the meg is the one to see all right so that was sort of a weird weekend in a way it 
I will love going to the movies, but three movies, three days in a row was too much. And it just happened that way because um, my sister-in-law wanted to go to the movies on for on Saturday. Um, and my daughter, my youngest daughter was free. So we ended up seeing the Meg. My other daughters um, all wanted to see Slenderman on Sunday. It was something we were so looking forward to. So we were really disappointed. And then Monday was my father-in-law's birthday. So it was three movies in a row, kind of a lot. So the rest of the week was just nutty. On Monday, I had just a couple of small meetings scheduled and my goal was to work in quiet and in peace as much as I could and all of a sudden I look at the clock and it's three o'clock and this was a day where I had just a handful of meetings like a really few more relaxing type meetings but the phone was going crazy and the emails were going crazy. And I also had a hard out of the day because I had my father-in-law's birthday. So Tuesday was a day where I had meetings scheduled all day. And this is one of my least favorite types of day where it's on the hour, every hour, there's a meeting. And the good thing is I meet with a lot of people in one day and I'm able to knock those meeting out those meetings out the bad news is I've just done that too so the whole day is spent in the conference room and I'm not attending to other stuff that I need to do and Wednesday was my deposition day where I had two depositions that lasted almost the entire day and I was supposed to have a meeting but the person didn't come at the end of the day so it, it hung me up at the office when I didn't need to be there. And, and to, to prep for my depositions, um, because the week was so crazy, I ended up bringing my file to my father-in-law's birthday and working on the file in the back seat while my sister-in-law drove and then also at her house when we had um, cupcakes. She made, I have to like give her a shout out, she made the most delicious homemade red velvet cupcakes for his birthday with cream cheese frosting. Yum. I wish I baked or I wish I could bake like her. I'm more of a girl who goes to the bakery. So Thursday was another busy day. Um, about once every quarter, I volunteer at a clinic at the district court. And it's a clinic where people who are representing themselves can come in with their pro per cases, and they can just ask questions. They can say, I got this order, what does it mean? Or I received this, what do I do next? Just very uh, limited legal advice. But it does seem very helpful for the people. Um, and I had six of those. Um, they're half hour each. And two with the, um, the clinic, I brought um, a young lady with me who's a student who's interested in the law, and then she shadowed me at the clinic. And then Friday, I had a couple early morning meetings, and then in the on the scale of fun to no fun, 
the no fun of having an afternoon court hearing. So I had a 3.30 court hearing. And that must be the worst time in the world to have a court hearing. Um, And it was something that was scheduled pretty much last minute. And it just stunk to have to put on a suit and go to court in the afternoon. And in fact, I was thinking so much about this hearing that I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I used to do this a lot more, but I've gotten much better with it, which is I used to wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep from say like one to three thirty. And then when my alarm would go off at five or six, I really felt like a zombie. And, um, now that I've been doing things, um, as I discuss in the podcast to try to make my time a little bit more managed and my life a little bit more organized, I don't have that happen as often, but it happened. And the funny thing was my husband woke up too. And I thought I, I had kind of a light dinner and I thought, well, I'm, I might be kind of hungry. So maybe if I have a snack, that will help. Cause I was just laying there and laying there and just could not go back to sleep. So I made a pop tart and my husband made fun of me for how I ate the pop tart. People will have to, um, send me a tweet or send me a note on Facebook and tell me what they think for pop tarts. I'm very old school and I just want a fruit Pop-Tart. I don't want s'mores or chocolate or milkshake or any of it. I just want fruit. Cherry, blueberry, or strawberry. Those are the classics. That's what I want to eat. But I don't like the um, kind of the crust around it that doesn't have the frosting. The frosting's good, but my favorite part is the um, jelly inside. And the crust around it doesn't have any of it. So he made fun of me because I picked off all of the crust with no frosting and no jelly and then just ate the middle part of it. But it was good. It was really good. And then I finally went back to sleep, but woke up really, really tired. So this week for my podcast, I was thinking about this was a week where I couldn't do my usual thing, which is I try to always set aside some time during the week where I'm sort of off the grid. It might be going to get a massage or it might be going to get a pedicure or just working in a coffee shop or something where I'm just not in front of the computer or not in the courtroom or not at a deposition or a meeting. Just some time to sort of decompress from that and just kind of think and work. It's not necessarily time that I'm not working, but working in a way that's just more quiet. This week, I didn't really have it at all. It just didn't, it didn't work out for me. So it made me start thinking about simple pleasures and things you can do to make your week pass with some relaxation and maybe a little fun. So I just came up with a little laundry list. There's no particular order. I was adding to it over the last couple of days and I hope it's things that people can use and makes their day a little bit brighter or better. Number one, if you need to update any of your devices, update them. 
Here's the thing that I figured out about that. If your device is updating, you can't use your device. So I updated my laptop and I couldn't use it for a while. I sat and did something else. And also the bonus was when it was done, it worked better because it was updated. And I have, I just do all Apple products basically, and they always have updates. So if you can plug it in and let it update, go do something else, pick up a book or a magazine and um, spend some time just on you. Number two, look at a calendar from exactly one year ago from the week that you're stressing about. So I did exactly that this week. I looked back um, at the week of August 20th-ish and saw what I was dealing with at that time. And at that time, it felt like things that I wouldn't get through as I felt during this week where the week was so busy, it never felt like this time Friday would ever come. And that was a week I got through and the weeks after that I was able to get through and this week I got through. So looking back at an old calendar makes you remember where you were and what you did to get through it. Number three, buy something from Amazon or another website so you have something to look forward to that's coming in the mail. I like Amazon because it comes pretty quickly and you can buy something like I'm not saying make a giant purchase. You know, you don't need to uh, you buy a laptop or uh, buy an expensive purse, but just something little like a book maybe that you wanted or something for your office, for your desk, just so that you have that couple of days where you're looking forward to it coming. So I love, I don't know if, if anyone in the audience has heard of it, but they're called knock, knock pads, like knock, knock, who's there, but knock, knock pads. And they have pads that are, are pre-filled out pads. And then you just, um, fill it in with, you know, whatever it is that the, the pad calls for. So for instance, and I've talked about it before, is I have a packing pad. So when you go on a trip, you go through it and it helps you pack. The packing pad is my favorite thing ever because I used to forget the weirdest things. Most of the time I forgot a brush or a comb because you brush your hair, you set the brush down and you don't think to put it in your suitcase or at least I didn't. That was always a big one. Um, and now I don't forget anything ever, usually. The other pads that they have are, are like some fun ones. Like one is called Make a Decision Pad. And it has pros and cons and that you fill out and boxes for different reasoning. It's really good. For my grocery shopping, it, I use a I'm out of pad. And um, there's real ones that are really fun that are like, paper tantrum or um, compliments you can give people where you just check the box on a compliment. They also have planners for the weekends or planners for the week. And they have ones that are just pro-con lists or they have a, the, my favorite titled one was called Productive AF. So I, I thought that was funny. But I ordered two this weekend. I ran out of my I'm out of pad, so I ordered that. 
And then for fun, I ordered the Make a Decision pad just to have, you know, a little doodle pad that I can use uh, for project management, basically, is how I've decided to use it. Fourth little tip about simple pleasures is I know I've said it before that I'm a big fan of working somewhere else. I couldn't get away this week. So I got away. I I got away within my own office. I went into the conference room. I closed the doors. This gave me a change of scenery. It got me away from the phone on my desk and from the email constantly coming through. I went in with three things that I needed to work on. I worked on one thing at a time. I kept headphones on and listened to a podcast when I could while I worked. I mean, sometimes I needed to think, (laughs) but on some of the things I was able to listen to a podcast and it also shut out other noise and it made me more productive. Number five, buy things that make you happy. Um, I love a good selling, smelling hand soap. My favorite hand soap is the foaming hand soap from Bath and Body. I also love paper towels that have patterns on them. You used to be able to find paper towels with patterns everywhere. And they would also have Halloween paper towels and Christmas paper towels and spring. And it must be very expensive to put patterns on paper towels because they're very, very hard to find. Most are just white. But I found that if I go on Walmart's website or Target, Target's website um, and just search pattern paper towels, some will come up. A lot of them end up sold out, especially if they're a fun one like the Minions or Star Wars. But um, it must mean other people like paper towels with patterns too and buy them up when they can find them. Number six, cut up some fruit and enjoy the smell. I had a cantaloupe that I had bought the week before, and I wasn't really hungry, but I knew I had to cut it up to make sure we could eat it before it went bad. But I just enjoyed that moment of cutting the fruit and having the smell be in my vicinity. So number seven is kind of close to number six, and number seven is light a candle. I... um really like natural light. I I don't like electric light so much. I hate working by electric light. I hate reading by electric light. I'd so much rather read by sunlight or work by sunlight. Um, and, And I think I'm more of a day person or a morning person rather than a night person. When it's night, I want to be cozy and I want to be laying down. And that's where the candle comes in. I love to have a candle lit and um, keep it in the bathroom that's attached to my bedroom. So not only do you have the nice smell, but you also have this natural candlelight, which I enjoy. I can sometimes go through, here's a confession, I can sometimes go through a lot of candles in a short period of time. So I'll try to stretch them out a little bit or try to find them on sale at um, Yankee Candle or Bath and Body. Those are my favorite candles. Another tip is, hide in your house. Being at home can be very rejuvenating to you. I was out all day on Saturday and Sunday last weekend. 
Monday was my big work day and my father-in-law's birthday. I had meetings on Tuesday and my training with my, um, my trainer. And Wednesday, that was it. When I got done with work, I mean, of course, I was at work all day. That was my deposition day. But when I got home, I made an easy dinner. I worked on an outline for this podcast. I watched a horror movie, and I read a few chapters of a book. That was my most rejuvenating evening. And tonight, I'm in my nightgown, and like I said, I'm probably going to sleep after this. Number nine, be kind to people and smile. And one thing I always try to say when I meet clients for the first time is, how can I help you? And I instantly feel them relax when they know that I'm there to help. I know I was mentioning earlier that I brought this young lady with me to the federal clinic on on Thursday, and I was speaking to people who were trying to represent themselves. So I was helping those people. And this young lady was very interested in the law, so I was helping her. I had this great time with her, and the next day, she had flowers delivered to my office. And the day that she had them delivered to my office was Friday, and it was sort of not a great day for me. I got a ruling from the court that I was very disappointed with. I had this late afternoon hearing. Um, I still was returning calls from Thursday. I just felt behind. And to get those flowers literally made me stop and smell the roses. And I just thought this was a little reward for being nice and taking time to spend with this delightful, delightful young lady. Another thing that I like to do to during these types of crazy weeks is... I like to um, think about the future in terms of fun stuff for the future. A lot of times, um, I can't even tell you how many times I flip through my calendar looking at a, a couple weeks ahead. Like, okay, like I have this trial coming up. I have this set of depositions coming up. And just knowing what I need to do in terms of, of work. So I do the opposite look ahead at the calendar for fun things. So um, I'm planned out for for some travel in September. And um, so I looked ahead at that and I mostly have that taken care of. Um, but I booked a different hotel for when I go to Halloween Horror Nights. And I also did some planning for my son's tickets. Um, invited some friends to a couple of games, um, gave a couple tickets away, things like that. So I'm like planning for the fall. And this time of year, um, it, my social life just goes crazy because people really are starting to do things again now that it's not 110 degrees. Um, not there yet, but you start to see it come up where your calendar fills up starting mid-September, early October. Um, just really, really a lot of different social um, and professional social activities 
really through about Thanksgiving. And then, of course, after Thanksgiving to December, you have all the different holiday parties. But looking ahead at those things can really make you happy on a day when you're just feeling overwhelmed. Number 11, send someone you love or even really like a text. Um, Sometimes I'll go through my phone and say, you know what, I haven't talked to this person in forever. And um, I'm going to send them a text and maybe make some plans for the future. I always end up making plans in bulk. It'll be uh, sort of like, hey, here's my list of, you know, five or six friends I haven't talked to in a while. And then I'll go down the list and I'll schedule a lunch, schedule a coffee, schedule a a son's game, like something to get everybody on the calendar. And then all of a sudden I have all these times where I'm able to see a friend. And number 12, and like I said, these, there's nothing magical about there being number 12. There's nothing magical about the order. These are just things that I was thinking about during the week. And most of them this week, I actually did. Uh, At the end of the day, make a list for tomorrow. Making the list for tomorrow takes it off of your shoulders for that evening where you can say, okay, this is what I know I have to do. I've written it down. It's there for me when I come in in the morning and now I can go home and um, follow the 1950s good housewife um, uh, list and put a ribbon in my hair and look pretty for my husband. Okay, Um, I have two, I have a review for a product and I have a review for a movie. So the movie is one that's out on DVD now and I kept missing it at the movies and I finally rented it on my iPad and watched it when I was in LA a couple of weeks ago and the movie is called Ready Player One and Steven Spielberg directed it. It came out in the spring, I believe April. And I wanted to see it. I Well, I wasn't, here's the truth. I wasn't interested at first. It seemed, oh, it's about a video game that people live in and it's the future. It just didn't really seem that interesting. And then I kept reading, catching like little snippets of different articles in Entertainment Weekly or other magazines where they talked about all this cool stuff that was in it. So the video game that everybody goes into, it's probably too simplified to call it a video game, but it's a, um, you know, like an alternate universe, like a video universe that people go into. Uh, And the person in the movie who invented this universe called the Oasis, he was someone who loved the 1980s and I believe grew up during the 1980s as well. So in the Oasis, he had all these little Easter eggs of things that he loved in pop culture. So there was the T-Rex that was very much like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Um, King Kong was in it. One, Someone's avatar was Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies. It just had so many fun things like that. At some point, I have to go back and watch it again because these things were coming fast and furious in the movie. And I'm watching the movie. I'm enjoying it. And then in the middle of the movie, the coolest scene ever in the middle. And I 
I don't want to say in the podcast because I don't want people um, to, to have it spoiled. And I think it's been pretty well publicized. And I do believe that I had read something about it, but kind of forgot about it. And then when it popped up, I had no idea to the extent of it. Um, so if you love movies from the 70s, and if you have are a big fan of a pretty famous movie from the 70s, um, watch it and, and see if you enjoyed this as much as I did. Okay, the other um, thing I want to talk about is a, a product um, referral. So a few months ago, I needed a new suitcase. I have a suitcase on rollers that I really, really like. It's the four rollers where you can kind of swing it around in every direction, but it's really little. And if I have a trip that's more than two nights, the suitcase is way too little. So I wanted something bigger. And I had heard an advertisement for the brand Away. And the Away suitcases some of them have the built-in battery packs that you can charge up and then you can charge your devices on the battery packs. It's a removable battery pack, so that's a very convenient. The other, the sort of thing that's not convenient about it is that if you check your luggage, and most of the time I check my luggage, so this sort of made it not really maybe in a way not the greatest bag for me because I don't have this bag with me in the airport. I have it checked and um, so I'm not like charging it, you know, I, I don't have my phone plugged into my suitcase. But here's the thing if you check your bag, you have to remove the battery. That's the airline requirement. You can't check it with the battery in it and it just pops right out. It's no problem. And so I will often um, check that and, and and I have to take the battery with me. And I've done this on several, several trips. Um, this is actually something that is very convenient. So I've had that battery pack with me. And when I went to Disneyland, when my phone was just going through power like crazy because I was using the apps, when I um, went back to the hotel, I grabbed it and just kept my phone plugged into it in my purse while I walked around the park. It's a little heavy. It's kind of like a small brick in your hand, but it's a portable charger and you can charge a variety of devices in it. So it was really handy. Well, here's what happened to me on my last trip. So I took it out as I was checking my bag. I put the battery into my carry-on laptop went through security, um, got on the airplane, never needed the battery. And then when I got to the hotel and started to unpack, I wanted to slide the battery back into the suitcase, just so keeping it all together. And the battery was completely gone. And I kept thinking, because um, I never really entirely unpacked when I was in LA, because I, I was in two different hotels one hotel for two days, another hotel for another two days. So I um, was sort of not worried about it. I'm like, oh, it'll pop up. It's just buried under some pants or something. It never did. I, I didn't have it. So um, the whole time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I have to 
replace this battery. It's probably going to be so expensive. And I wrote an email to the company and I told them my story. I said, I went through security, got on the plane, got to LA, didn't have the battery. And the customer service was so amazing. They emailed me back and they said, no worries. Uh, most likely TSA probably confiscated your battery, didn't tell you. This is covered by the warranty. We're shipping out a new battery to you. I said, wow. I said, by the way, I could actually use another larger suitcase. So I'll be buying another one soon. They're a little costly. I mean, you know, you can, you would be able to find cheaper bags um, on the internet. I, I don't know about charging bags, if you can find them cheaper. But if you put in your um, email, um, I think you can get like a 10% discount uh, from your first purchase. And I will buy from them again. I was just very, very impressed by that. And by the way, I love the suitcase. It is bigger than my other little suitcase that I was telling you about, but it feels so roomy. I can't explain what they did to it. I love it. It has made my travel a pleasure. So thanks again for listening. I want to um, uh, put out my information again so that people can connect to me if they would like to. So on SoundCloud, the um, podcasts are posted every week. I also post the podcast to Facebook, so you can reach out to me on Facebook. You can also send me a tweet at Florence Law or send me a post on Instagram at Florence Legally Brunette. I'm also on Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette. The podcast is posted on all of those forums. My website in the next week, I believe, will be... Um, hosting my podcast as well. And that's brummerlaw.com, B-R-U-E-M-M-E-R-L-A-W.com. You can send me a message through my website, as well as all the other things that I had told you about. And you can um, uh, listen to the soon you'll be able to listen to the podcast. And if you like, you can also enter your email address into the uh, website. I'm not sure that that feature is up yet, but it will be soon. And then soon I'll send out emails regarding the podcast. I want to thank the people who are listening. Many, many people have reached out to me to tell me that they have listened and they have enjoyed and they've learned something. And wow, I just appreciate that so much. I had no expectations on what would happen with this podcast. Um, and it's amazing to me that people are listening and, and finding me. Last week, the most people ever had listened to my podcast, which is just showing that it's growing. So I hope I can continue to find interesting content. Um, the content has been a lot about me talking about my weeks and my struggles during the week and managing my time. So I hope that's helpful to people. It's helpful for me to talk about it and work through it. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all the shares and I will talk to everyone next week.